Welcome to the Fully Restored Podcast. Christians often struggle to talk about areas of deep hurt like trauma or abuse, shame or betrayal. These are deep soul wounds. Friend, Christ came to not only heal us from our sin, but from our soul wounds as well. My name is Kristen Klaus and I'm a licensed professional counselor and author. And my guest and I are here to walk with you on your healing journey. We see you and hear you. Friend, if you hang with me, apply these truths to your life, you will be on your own path to a fully restored story. Grab your coffee, tea, or favorite drink, and let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Kristen Klaus, and you're listening to the Fully Restored Podcast. I am so excited about our topic today, as I love to teach, to speak, to write about this topic every year. The new year has arrived, and today what we're going to talk about are eight tips to finding your word for the new year. Now, over the past few years, there has been this movement of change in how we view the new year coming in and our focus and our goals for the year. For many of us, New Year's Day is about resolutions. It's about making goals that we plan to focus on for the upcoming year such as I'm going to lose weight, get out of debt, or stop smoking. That list can go on and on. In fact, in the recent past, there was a survey done, and here are a a few of the top resolutions that they found across the U.S. The number one, exercise to get in shape. Ooh, yes. Isn't that the one we hear about the most? And number two, diet to lose weight. Number three, Save money. Yeah. Getting out of debt, saving money. Number four, eat healthier in general. Number five, learn a new skill. Number six, get a new job. And number seven, do something for self-care. Now, the downside of resolutions is that we often set ourselves up for failure instead of aligning ourselves for new beginnings. With resolutions, What we focus on is what we need to change, what is wrong or habits that we need to do no more. And with transitioning our thought process to a word of the year, our focus begins to shift into something new, into something fresh and exciting. And it becomes about growing as a person in our faith and in all aspects of our lives. Personally, I have been doing this for the past few years, and it has completely transformed me. Here are some of the words or phrases that I have had in the past. Undiscovered territory. Be expectant. Dream beyond. Believe deep and yield. And each of those words or phrases They actually represent times of growth, of transition, newness, stretching, pressing in, difficulties, learning, and letting go. I've learned so much from each of these words. Now, and I'm not passively saying I've learned, but seriously, my life has been shaped by the hand of God for each year through these words or phrases, and I am so grateful for the impact that God has made in my life using these words or phrases each year. I want to give you an example. 
undiscovered territory. When I got that word, man, I can remember that year so well. When I got that phrase as my word for the year, I was so excited. I thought, oh, this is exciting. God, you're going to open doors for me. There's new things that are happening. And I didn't realize what that word was about. Four or five months into that year, um, my best friend, one of my best friends died from cancer. And it was a short fight that she had. And she was also my ministry partner. And there were so many things that our life was just intertwined in what we had done. I had this undiscovered territory of doing life and ministry without her being here anymore. That was undiscovered territory. And it was a big shift and a big change. And at the end of that year, that word did not mean what I thought it was going to mean, but it was exactly what I needed for that year. So often, as I've mentioned, that was a phrase. It's not a word or a sentence that I or you would think of. Now, for some, their word could be joy. Some others have, have said like faith or peace or growth or rest. One of the things that I've learned the most from the word that God gives me is it is exactly the right word for that upcoming year. And I've also learned that the word often ends up having a very different meaning by the end of the year than what I thought it meant at the beginning of the year. I just want to pause for a second and just mention that when you're looking and praying for your word of the year, I can pick a word that I would like to be for the year and never include God in it. This is about finding the word that God has for you this year and not just your opinion of what this year is going to bring. See, God likes to use our words to teach us, to mold us and grow us in new levels and places. And this is what I want in my life. I want to be pliable in the hands of God. I want to grow as a person and as a believer. I want my faith to be transformed and to be stretched and to grow into new depths. I want me as a person to be stretched and grow and some old thinking and things to be dropped off of me. I'm not perfect. None of us are perfect. None of us have actually arrived. Even here, you know, as a counselor and somebody that works with people, that doesn't mean that I am perfect. It, I'm a work in progress, just like you are. And there is transformation that needs to take place in me. And this word of the year, finding that has really given me some clarity and direction of what God is doing, because really it's, it's a prophetic word over your life of this is what the year is. We don't understand the meaning. God shows us at the end, but it is truly having our lives in the hands of God and trusting him and saying, mold me, shape me into what you have called and created me to be. For many of us, a new year is filled with great anticipation of new beginnings, of new hope, and new goals. And as I contemplate the change of one year to the next, my thoughts go to all that this current year has represented to me. And to do that, 
I need to reflect back on the word that I had for this past year. And that word was yield. I have to be honest, when that was the word that God gave me, I had a little bit of hesitancy. I knew that that was the word, but I didn't know if I wanted to pick that word. But it was really, that was the word in my gut that I knew was what God was speaking to me. And this past year, it was a year of recovery, long-term recovery from COVID. Those of you that have been listening to me know that I had COVID over a year ago, and I continue to deal with long-term symptoms, which I am praying and believing that God is healing me completely. But over a year later, the effects of being sick and, and what it had on my body, that led me to pause. It led me to rest. It led me to reevaluate my life moving forward. It was a year of laying down, of surrendering things that I've been involved in, ministries that I birthed, ministries that I put my heart, time, and sweat into for what God has for me in the coming season, yielding to God and His will in my life. And the process of yielding was all about embracing new beginnings, new visions, and fresh new fruit. But in order to have that newness, you've got to let go and yield and surrender. And this past year wasn't what I thought it was going to be. But I can say without a shadow of a doubt, my life has been molded. It has been reshaped and redirected through this past year. So some of you may be asking, Kristen, how do I find my word for the year? I, I want that. I want to be led by God of what is his theme of what he's speaking to me for this coming year. Well, I have eight tips to share with you today to help you do just that. So eight tips to finding your word of the year. Tip number one, to start with, we need to let go of the concept that we need to find the perfect word. When we focus on perfection, finding that perfect word, we often become paralyzed to pick any word at all. We struggle, we freeze, we overthink, and our quest shifts to finding the perfect word, thus that battle of perfectionism. Instead, pause, pray, and ask the Holy Spirit to guide and direct you to the right word for you for this next year. And pray and ask that God help you to let go of the pressures that you're putting on yourself. It's not about perfection. It's not about being perfect. It's about finding the right word that God has specifically for you for this next season in your life. And remember, don't overthink it. That's part of the connection of perfectionism. Tip number two, ask yourself these questions. Question number one, what are the areas I sense God is leading or speaking to me about? Number two, what do I want to work on this next year? Number three, what theme do I want to dominate my life this next year? Number four, where do I need to grow in my faith, in my relationships, personally, professionally, and spiritually? And number five, what word is my gut speaking to me? Now, it's really important that we do number one and then do number five. And the others in between just kind of help us to guide us and direct us. 
But we want God to be a part of this, right? We want it to be a God word. I always say to myself, I want this to be a God word, not a Christian word. Like, I don't want it to be me saying, oh, because then we're just going back to having a New Year's resolution. We've just packaged it differently. You know, oh, this is the word I want for this year. That's being Christian-led. I want a God-led word. So it's really important that you ask yourself first, what are the areas I sense God is leading and speaking to me about? And then we have all the questions in between I shared. And then that last one, what word is my gut speaking to me? That is about what is God talking to me about? Like, what does my gut say? Like, God could be talking to me about a lot of things. But in my gut, what is that consistent word that keeps coming back or phrase that keeps coming back over and over? Whatever that word is or those phrases, write those down. Okay, tip number three, thinking about the questions that were just asked. Write all of those down. Write all of your answers down. Then go and combine them into one or more paragraphs. And then after you have those all written out in a paragraph, just kind of consolidating them all together, and it doesn't have to make sense, you're just writing things down, go through and circle the words or themes that you notice throughout those paragraphs. Tip number four, use our list, which you can find at my blog website, which is kristenklaus.com. You'll find a post there that has a list of words. You can go through and use that or use a dictionary to find words or themes that you're drawn to. So what you're going to do is go through those lists and what are the words that speaking to you? And you may find, oh, that word is what I just circled. That matches the themes and the words of answering all the questions. That word describes it best. So go through and do that. Write out the words that you're drawn to or themes. So tip number five, once you've narrowed it down to just a few words or themes or phrases, look up the definition and the scripture verses and meanings for these words. Doing this is going to help to clarify and separate what is a good word to what is the right word for this next year. Tip number six. You can also complete this sentence to help select your word or phrase. This year will be the year I, and you fill in the blank. Tip number seven, remember to be authentic, the real you. This is not about anybody else. This is about you. This is about the word of the year that God has for you. And it's not about what God is speaking to somebody else. We often compare ourselves to other people. We look and see what God is doing in their life. And then we say, I want I want that in my life. Or, or that's the word that my friend has. I want that word. Or we see that somebody else has posted a word. And it's like, oh, that sounds like a really good word because we're like, I, I don't know what word I want that this year should be. Unless God is leading you to that word, like that resonates in your spirit, like, oh, that's the word I'm to use. Don't select that word. Just let it go and be authentic. This is about you. So this word needs to be about you. It needs to be what you feel God leading you in. And the word needs to resonate deep within your spirit. So don't worry about the word God gives other people. 
Just focus on you and God and what is that word he has for you. Okay, last tip. Once you select the word, ask yourself these questions. Now, asking these questions are going to help you become an active partner with Jesus for the next year ahead. We've got our word, right? We've selected our word or phrase. Now we're going to start journaling and we're going to ask ourselves these questions so we can actively be working with God and be an active partner for this next year. So how does this word speak to my family? How does this word speak to my marriage? How does this word speak to my home? How does this word speak to my career? How does this word speak to my faith? And how does this word speak to my relationship with Jesus? Now, I've got a bonus tip for you. Once you've done all those above steps that I just mentioned, write out a prayer with all that you have gathered. You have all those steps. There's a lot of things that you've written and contemplated and gathered. Put it all together and write out a prayer. And in that prayer, you may have goals or thoughts about your word for the year. But can I encourage you to hold the meaning of that word loosely in your hand and give God permission to show you what the word means for you this year, not necessarily based on what your opinion is. God taught me that years ago, that to hold everything loosely in my hand, because when the wind blows, when the Holy Spirit moves and there's shift and change, May I not be grabbing onto it tightly and it hurts as there is a a season of change because I'm holding on to something and I don't want to let it go. So with the meaning of this word, let's hold our concept of it loosely and let's give God permission to show us what that word actually means for each of us for this coming year. So when you have your word, I would love for you to share it with me. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook. Both of those are at author Kristen Klaus. And I am going to have a post. I have a post there about this. And I would love for you to comment what the word is that God gave you for the year. I've really enjoyed being with you all today. I am praying that this coming year will be filled with God's abundant blessings and right directions, provision, and all that he desires to do in your life this year would be done. Thank you, friends, for joining me today. Our show notes and all the links shared with us today can be found at my website, fullyrestored.love. I would also appreciate it if you would subscribe to our podcast so you can stay up to date on all of our shows. And I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review or rating on whatever platform you're listening to us on. That's how podcasts grow. It's by those leaving reviews and ratings. People really look at those as whether this is a podcast they should be listening to. And if you could share this with your friends, I would greatly appreciate that. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Fully Restored Podcast. And as we move into this next year, that we see hope for the future and what God is going to do in and through us, and that God is here to encourage you, to strengthen you, and to direct you and I for this coming year. 
And remember, friends, nothing or no one is beyond restoration with our Jesus.